Welcome back to Tivating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tivate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and today's episode will be a little walk down memory lane in preparation for Tony Sunday. Aaron's Tony win was nothing short of epic. His first nomination, being the only nominee in his category, going through the pandemic and the Broadway shutdown as a nominee, not knowing when it would all open back up, and then when Broadway did reopen, Moulin Rouge's reopening night and the Tonys fell on the same weekend. So let's just take a little stroll and relive it all. When the Tony nominations first came out, the world and Broadway were shut down. Aaron, however, was in Vancouver filming season one of Schmigadoon, and he shared in an interview with Paul Wontorek that he was off that day from filming, and since the nominations came out, he was just getting flooded with messages from friends and family and peers. Yet the world remained shut down for months after the nominations. Then, in multiple interviews about his Tony nomination and afterwards with his Tony win, Aaron had shared that it kind of worked out for the best that the show's reopening and the Tonys fell on the same weekend. Because the rehearsals and the time focused on the cast and the show gave Aaron an opportunity to divert his energy and nerves and instead focus on the show and getting that back and up and running. It's all happening at the same time, yes. <laughs> you guys are up for 14 awards. Yes. You're up for lead actor. You're the only one nominated. I am, That's yeah. an interesting situation, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, uh, it's a very unique situation, but uh, I've just tried to think of it as what it is, and it's so meaningful to me, and this is the first time I've been nominated in my career, and I'm just so grateful for the recognition and that our show has gotten so much notice. I mean, the Tonys usually give Broadway a pretty big boost, yeah, don't they? Yeah. And you probably never needed that more than ever, right? Totally. I think, you know, the, the Tonys hopefully are the best commercial for Broadway ever, and I think this year more than ever we need that, so I hope that they're just a wonderful celebration and can welcome everyone back. And Aaron was in such a unique position as a first-time Tony nominee, being the only nominee in his category for Best Actor. He was acutely aware that being the only nominee was not a guaranteed win. Aaron shared that he had multiple conversations with people who acted like he'd already won, and he had to balance those conversations and the excitement of it all with staying grounded because only nominee or not, he still had to win over the voters. And he shared more about this in an interview with NBC News Now. I have to ask, with your category, which you know some people don't know, you have to get 60% of the vote. Does, yes, does that that's mean right. there's still a part of you that's, right, that's a little right. nervous? No, of course. You know, everyone's been wonderfully gracious in saying early congratulations, and I, I, I truly appreciate it. But again, it's like, yes, there's been a, a vote, and I have to get 60%. But I've also said that's only a D, right? I, I basically only need a D. So hopefully that works out. But no, no, it's, 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 it's wonderful. <laughs> you have that speech ready. Yeah, exactly. 60% of the voters needed to vote yes. And I love how Aaron compares that number to a grade in school saying he only needs to get a D. He is an A++++ actor. A D should be no problem. And Aaron's look for the Tonys is one of my favorites. Like his whole outfit, everything. His long hair era is 
probably, actually it's absolutely my favorite hair era. His white suit, while it was simple, just being plain white, Aaron stood out against that red Tony wall background and Erica with him in her white silver dress. They complemented each other so well and of course looked stunning. And Aaron shared on the drama podcast with Dylan and Connor that he was, quote, sweating it out for what was going to happen at the Tonys up until the presenters, Courtney and Bibi, started joking around about the unique situation of being the only nominee. It was so clear to you how much that meant to you oh, to yeah. be seen. Yeah. Well, I think in, you know, my, 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 uh, my speech, which was just like, <laughs> I don't even know what I said or what came out. <laughs> it was great. I, it's kind of what I'm. It's kind of what I'm saying, though, is that I wanted to somehow acknowledge, you know, all these people that got me to that point. Right. It's like talking about next to normal and and catching the can and the casting directors at the time. And like those people took such a chance on me when they had no reason to. And that all of that was the reason that I ended up on stage that right. night. Right. And so. I just, you know, I, I never, I'd never had a chance to <laughs> thank anyone before. So I was like, I'm thanking everybody yes. because I, this is that important to me. So yeah, it was amazing. But really, I, I, uh, I was sweating it out. I did not know what was going <sighs> to happen. I didn't know if it was going <laughs> to, up until, up until Courtney Vance and BB started joking yeah. about it in their intro that I did not relax till that moment. Cause I was like, Oh, they're not going to joke about it and then open the envelope and say, no one. Right. And I, and I've, I've worked with both of them, which was also very special for me as I know, I know them both. And, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, but really I was, I was sweating it out until they started joking about it. <laughs> and I was gagged that you thanked your girlfriend because you know, you're, you could be private about those things. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And so that was yeah. exciting and yes. everyone loves her as well. Yeah. She's great. She's awesome. And yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, it's a fine line, right? I have a, I have a very, I have a love hate relationship with, uh, with all the public aspects of mm-hmm. social media and all of that. So it's, uh, just trying to walk that line but but no it was just i wanted to also acknowledge her because yeah she really has 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 put up with me <laughs> and, and all of that specifically so i've said this before but one of my most favorite traits about aaron is how quick he is to acknowledge all of the people in his life who help make his career and what he loves to do possible yes his name is on the tony award but Aaron recognized that the journey to getting to that point was bigger than him, and he demonstrated and acknowledged that in his speech. Even just watching back the videos from the Tony Awards, you can see Aaron sweating it out in his seat. He just looks so nervous and the emotions are running so high for him, as they should be. He worked so hard to get to this point, and here he was coming off the unique situation of the shutdown, the unique situation of being the only nominee, still having to get 60% of the Tony votes, saying yes that he should win. What a release that must have been for him to hear his name. I debated about including just Aaron's speech in this podcast, but wanted to include the presenters talking about the situation as well because Aaron acknowledged how their speeches helped him to relax and then his speech his speech I still cannot listen to without getting chills and feeling all the emotions for the first time in an acting category there's only one nominee for best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical but there are rules And the rules state that such category shall be submitted to the Tony voters. And that the award goes to us. (laughs) 
no. Okay, which sorry. may, the Tony voters, which may, by the affirmative vote of 60% of the total ballots cast, grant an award. The nominee. is Aaron Tveit, Moulin Rouge, the musical. And the Tony Award goes to, we really need a drum roll. <laughs> Aaron Tveit! Aaron Tveit made his Broadway debut 15 years ago in Hairspray. This is his first Tony nomination and win. Oh, man. Uh, thank you. First of all, thank you to the American Theatre Wing and the Broadway League of Producers, all the nominees, all the voters, uh, nominators, <laughs> nominators and the voters. Um, <laughs> First, I need to say thank you to, and a happy birthday, actually, to my manager of 16 years, Ellen Flack. Um, to my parents, who hopefully will see this at home, uh, and my brother John for always encouraging my dreams. Erica, for your love and support and for putting up with me. Um, to my friends who have come to see me in every show I've ever done anywhere. Uh, the most wonderful group of agents, wonderful group of agents, Peter, Joe, Andrea, Kevin, Scott, Barry, Michael Auerbach, Chelsea and Anique. Um, to our amazing creative team at Moulin Rouge, Alex, Sonia, John, Justin, Carmen, Bill, Aaron, our producers and designers, you all have all inspired me for four years, our entire company at Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Every brilliant artist that's been a part of the show for the last four years, um, Baz for this story, everyone at the Hirschfeld, our amazing crew, my dresser, Scotty. Special shout out to Peter Hylinski and our sound mixer, Diggs, who somehow, somehow allows me to sing that score every night. Um, our band, our COVID team. Uh, I need to give a special thanks to friends of mine, Bob Krakauer and Joan Later, who have kept me on stage. And, um, and a group of people who... Sorry. Um, that's crazy. A group of people who many years ago took a chance on me, Bernie Telsey, Jack O'Brien, Michael Greif, Mark Shaman and Scott Rittman, Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkey, the late Margot Lyon, the late Terrence McNally, David Stone. We are so privileged. <laughs> we are so privileged to get to do this, to be on Broadway, to have a life in the theater. Let us continue to strive to tell the stories that represent the many and not the few, by the many and not the few, for the many and not the few, because what we do changes people's lives, it changes people's minds, it changes people's hearts. We can change the world with this. Let's not forget that. This means more to me than I can ever say. Thank you very much. I mean, even just listening to that back now, I have all the feels. This Tony win was so much more than an award to Aaron. He has shared how it made him finally feel seen in the Broadway community. All of his years of work, dedication, grit led to this moment. And now, until the end of time, we can always preface Aaron's name with Tony Award winner. And that just sounds right. Just recently, Aaron spoke with Gold Derby for an interview about Schmigadoon season two, and he was asked about his speech and what he meant by, quote, continue to strive to tell the stories that represent the many and not the few, by the many and not the few, for the many and not the few, end quote. And his response to that is just 
so powerful and so applicable to so many aspects of today's world. It was a very special moment. And um, it, it felt to me like I, I've always just wanted to be a part of the Broadway community. You know, I, 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 I only, like, I think of myself 20 years ago, kind of studying theater in college and I just wanted to get to do this. Right. I just love to do this and I wanted to be a part of it. And so to kind of be at that moment, something that I truly never dreamed of was just so overwhelming. And it made me think of all the people that took chances on me throughout my, you know, my career that I would never would have been there. And, you know, I've been really, really fortunate and yes, I've worked hard, but I've also had a lot of doors that were open to me that, you know, I think maybe aren't open to everyone. And so I, and that's a, that's a problem still in our industry. And so I think that as you go on, it's your job to, to stand up for um, what I think theater and the, uh, is at its core, right? I mean, we all got into the theater Everybody that started to do theater, whenever it was, I think, was looking for some tribe and looking for some place that they could feel accepted and seen and not judged. And it didn't matter, you know, your your uh, sexual orientation or the color of your skin or anything about, you know, your gender identification. None of that mattered. Right. It was just you were finding some place that you felt safe. And I think that, you know, the business of theater doesn't or hasn't always matched up to those ideals necessarily. And so I, I just think that it's our job to strive to have the business of theater reflect what all of us got into this initially for. And I think that's, you know, coming out of the pandemic, you know, we all had these, there was this amazing cultural awakening of these things. And I think that, you know, when anything happens, it's very easy to fall back into patterns. And I just think that Yes, that was a moment that Broadway was reopening, but I just think that we all needed to take a breath and really remember all the things that that uh, all the amazing things that came out of that stoppage. So I think that's you know that, that some version of that is you know that's a very unelegant way to explain it, but I think that's um that, that's what I meant, and that's what I think it's our job as as theater makers and people that um, get to do a lot of shows just to always uh, be aware of and strive for. Aaron talks about how everyone just is really looking for their tribe, their community, a place to belong. And Aaron has created that space for so many of us who follow him, his career, Broadway. I don't think he realizes or will ever truly realize the profound effect that he has had on so many aspects of our lives. For me personally, he has provided such a solid role model for my kids to look up to. The way he conducts himself, things he says, how he treats others, they're all traits that I hope to instill in my children, and Aaron has played a role in that because they get to see it play out in videos, etc. Aaron and his work have connected me with this little Tveit corner of the internet, and through that I have been able to develop some of the most authentic, meaningful friendships I've ever had. He's given us a common interest and passion to connect to and be a part of, like, I could go on and on, but the bottom line is that Aaron, who he is, what he does, he's changed our world and we won't ever forget that. Thank you so much for listening today and for continuing to support this podcast. I appreciate it more than you know. If you're looking for more fun Aaron content, you can follow me on Instagram at tevating underscore patiently 
and on TikTok at Tivating Patiently, and hope to have you back here for episode 49.